0: My name is Kim Siever, and you're listening to episode 17 of the Hot Pepper Poetry Podcast. I wrote a new poem, and I wanted to share that with you today. Get right into it. The poem is called Rainbow Tears. If you want to follow along, you can go to siever.ca slash kim. And if you're listening close to February 6th, it should be on the front page. If you're listening later, you can just do a search for Rainbow Tears, and it should come up. Roses drip as trembling lip. Longs for the words to say. Embers hide the pain inside From fasting, reading, pray. Sunshine streams from horrid dreams Of nowhere left to go. Clover struck by mournful luck And nowhere left to grow. Azure skies with teary eyes Stare at the door now locked. Lilac weeps at wounds so deep, love and compassion blocked. So this poem was inspired by an experience that I had with my soon-to-be nine-year-old, turned nine in less than a month. The two of us went into an art exhibit at a local art gallery downtown, and in that art gallery, The artist had sculpted this cloud and connected to the bottom of the cloud to make it look like it was falling were these raindrops, various colors. And this child of mine said, oh, it looks like rainbow tears. And the imagery really spoke to me. And of course, the rainbow represents queer issues and queer experience in the queer community. And having children who are part of that community... It's something that quickly entered my mind. And then, of course, being part of a church that has historically abused and oppressed and marginalized its LGBTQ members, this idea of tears wasn't much of a stretch to make a connection. And so this idea of rainbow tears sat in my thoughts, mauled over what it might look like. And then I just wanted to try and describe... Even though I'm an outsider. What the experience of an LGBTQ person might be within a church that tries to erase them and oppress them. I wanted to try and capture that struggle. So anyhow, let's go into it and we'll discuss it. Roses drip as trembling lip longs for the words to say. So I said roses because they're red. And every line represents a color of the rainbow, which is one of the reasons why this poem is shorter than usual. I usually try to have at least eight lines. I try to develop my poems in groups of four. I don't know why I do that, but it just seems to work better. But I didn't have eight today. just had six because of the colors of the rainbow. I combined indigo and violet into purple. So red is the first color. The colors aren't meant to represent a particular group of people within the LGBTQ community, it's just representing one more aspect of the struggle, is all. Rosa's drip is trembling lip longs for the words to say. This longing for the words to say could represent several things. It could represent the struggle with first coming out. I mean, I realize that for, for a lot of people, if not many people, coming out is a Difficult experience, especially in a religious family, in a religious community. There's so much at risk. Even in our own family, when our oldest came out to us, it was forced upon them. Even so, they didn't come out to us on their own because they were afraid of what the reaction might be. Even though we try to be pretty open about how progressive we are and how supportive we are, towards the LGBTQ community, we openly discussed things like gay marriage and the treatment of the LGBTQ community within the church. So even then, they still were apprehensive about coming over to us. So it's it's a difficult thing for someone to come out to a religious family and a religious community. Uh, But as well, it's also discussing this idea of You know, finding the words to say, finding the words to say in your prayers, finding the words to say in your testimony, finding the words to say in your class when people are discussing LGBTQ issues or policies that affect LGBTQ people, doctrines that affect the LGBTQ community, and how you can discuss those in a way that empowers you but doesn't harm the people around you the struggle of of people who want to stay, right? Who experience this this problematic bridging of the two worlds, the two parts of their identity. Embers hide the pain inside from fasting, read, and pray. Just this idea of this lack of answers. You're told that you need to fast, you're told you need to read your scriptures, you're told you need to pray, and your answers will come, but when they don't come, it can be difficult. When you're struggling, with trying to understand what you need to do and how you need to live your life and what direction you need to go, especially with something that's so crucial to your identity. But then to have no direction, no guidance, it can be devastating. And so that's just discussing that pain that you can experience. Sunshine streams from war dreams of nowhere left to go. This is the yellow part of the rainbow. These aren't necessarily actual dreams, but just this idea of not knowing what to do and what that means for your future can also refer to, you know, you've tried everything in the church. There's nothing left to try. It's become a dead end. Clover struck by mournful luck. And nowhere left to grow. And this luck is just this idea that early on in your struggle, you might think that there's something wrong with you. you know, why, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? You know, you got the, the short end of the stick. Luck of the draw, and this is what you were faced with. And then nowhere left to grow. Is this the same idea. Your spiritual growth has become stunted. You can't find answers. You feel empty. You feel abandoned. Speaking of abandoned, azure skies with teary eyes stare at the door now locked. This is kind of discussing the new policy about how people who live in same-sex marriages are automatically considered apostate and their children cannot get baptized or participate in any ordinances of the Church. So if they are baptized, they can't be ordained, for example. and They can't be blessed as babies, and so on. Try to push them out of the Church. And it's teary eyes because if people have found a way to make it work, you know, they're willing to look past some things because they see too much good in the Church. and So they don't want to give that up. So they're willing to make it work. They're willing to make some small sacrifices, you know, perhaps not being able to have some some certain callings or not being able to go to the temple or whatever else. They're willing to make some sacrifices in order to still participate as much as they can. But then to have things blocked off for them, you know, that can be devastating. I mean, it was hard for me when the policy came out, and, you know, it doesn't really directly affect me. I mean, it kind of does because I have children who potentially, if they decided to stay in the church... And in marriages that the church would consider same-sex marriages, I wouldn't be able to bless or baptize my grandchildren. So, I mean, I guess in that way it affects me, but only to a small degree compared to how it affects the LGBTQ members of the church. You know, so it can be devastating for those people who have decided that they want to stay and make it work because they find value in the church. That can be hard, hard to deal with. You find value in the church. The church doesn't acknowledge that and doesn't try to make it easier for you to stay make it harder. Finally, lilacs weep at wounds so deep, love and compassion blocked. You know, you've been devastated and the things that the church does just come out and they harm you deeply. For a lot of people, those wounds have cut so deep that they have been unable to heal. There's They're just too deep, and they leave. They abandon the church. They walk away from it and said, "I can't do it anymore. This is ridiculous. You know, I'm too targeted. Love and compassion blocked. This isn't necessarily the person blocking love and compassion from others. It's it's this idea that the church, as an institution, isn't showing love and compassion towards them. Quite the opposite. There's no understanding or empathy. This poem is sad, but that's kind of the point. It's rainbow tears. It's about pain and sadness. It hurt. So normally this is the point in the podcast where I say, I hope you enjoyed this poem. But it seems awkward to use the word enjoy with this poem. So maybe appreciate. I hope you appreciated this poem. And you found some value in it. If so, leave me a comment on my blog at siever.ca slash kim. If you're listening on SoundCloud, leave a comment there. If you're listening on itunes give me a rating there let me know what you think and if you appreciate this poem enough maybe share it on facebook or twitter or anywhere else that you share things that you find value and i look forward to sharing another poem with you soon